Hello. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast discussing the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage. I'm Alex. And I'm Helen. Welcome to another episode in our Mental Health Week series. Today, we're going to be talking about distorted self-image. We've had a little chat this week about things such as anxiety, depression, stuff that we feel really kind of exhibits itself in the classical music industry. And actually, we feel that something that really... It's almost a product of things such as anxiety and depression is this idea of distorted self-image or certainly this idea of not seeing things as they actually are. So today we're going to talk about firstly being kind of overcritical on oneself because of this distorted self-image. Then we're going to talk about how we read into comments, thoughts, conversations, feedback. And then finally, we'll talk about unhealthy social behavior. So let's get started. All cast, all cast, this is your five-minute call. Repeat. All cast, all cast, this is your five-minute call. So again, you know, we've talked about anxiety and depression this week. Um, Two things that I think we're both quite familiar with. We're also quite familiar with distorted self-image as well. Well done, us. And I think for us, one of the big things that comes out of this distorted self-image, this lack of understanding of oneself is an intense over criticism we're incredibly harsh on ourselves because we think that nothing we are doing is ever good enough and that constant kind of reinforcement of that idea means that you know in everything we do whether that be practice whether that's rehearsal with colleagues performances the criticisms just take over and it means we're not really able to see what we're doing for like what it actually is in a sense so when we give a performance you know depending on the kind of mood we're in but if we are in this kind of warped phase it could be a really good performance but because we're in such a kind of intensely overly critical headspace all we can think about is the negatives all we can come away from that performance that audition is like well I didn't do this and I didn't do this and I didn't think about this so it was absolutely terrible and it means we're not actually kind of able to 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 view the performance for for what it actually was and also like potentially what the audience thought of it so I don't know Alex do you have any kind of ways on trying to deal with that kind of intense over criticism i think something that i found useful is having a recording yeah to listen back to which mm, is sometimes good sometimes bad but for example if if i come out of the lesson i'm like that was terrible oh well waste of everyone's time that was and now my teacher thinks i'm terrible Mm -hmm. and never going to teach me again and report back (laughs) to all that other teacher friends (laughs) and i'm going to be black marked so you know none of that so i have the recording of the lesson and maybe i don't know a day or two later yeah give it some time and then i listen back i'm like oh actually you know uh, some things weren't so good but overall it was a really positive lesson i sounded great these things i nailed blah 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 however i yes these are a couple of things i need to work on but it's not the you know in the moment and just after i'm like it was all bad overly self-critical now it's sensible constructive Mm -hmm. criticism of myself which is really nice definitely i think as well the idea of putting a little bit of distance between the event in which you whether it be a lesson performance whatever to put a little bit of distance between that and your review of it can be really really helpful because it kind of pulls you out of the situation and you're looking at it more as like the role of almost observer mm-hmm, at the external mm-hmm. person listening and being like oh you know if I had somebody else singing like that I would think these things are quite good and yes there might be things you need to work on but you know realizing that 
I mean, essentially, we're catastrophizing. Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, everything was terrible. And having a little bit of distance to then look at it and be like, oh, do you know what? Not as terrible as I thought. And I think as well, something we forget is, obviously, we are inside of this so we are practicing this repertoire for weeks and weeks and months and months and we are so aware of the minutiae like you know how we want to move the jaw how potentially we want to stand how do our feet feel blah 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 blah. and so potentially like your teacher or you know the audition panel or whatever they're not listening to this internal monologue they're just kind of watching the performance that you're delivering so when you come away and you're like I didn't do this 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 and this and this and this and it's like well you know if the audience enjoyed it and if it came across well that's actually an incredibly important thing in a performance context it's not really about you panicking you know that's stuff that you need to deal with in the future and future practice but if you're kind of thinking about the success of your performance in and of itself if you've been able to convey something convincing you know you told a story you've emotionally connected with people isn't that the kind of main thing that we should be focusing on in in relation to this this kind of thing so I think for me one of the big things is like encouraging myself to look at the bigger picture Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that being how do people how do people receive the performance but also encouraging myself to look at the positives so you know we've talked in the past about journaling about performances and in that I will do three positives and three negatives and it might feel a bit trying sometimes to find those three positives but it's really important to me that I do find three things that I think went well because again it takes you a little bit away from that catastrophizing intensely over critical headspace and actually you know in relation to our depression episode that's something I do in that kind of time as well like if I'm having a difficult day I will encourage myself to try and find one positive it doesn't even matter what it is is it a blue sky is it a tasty cup of tea it doesn't have to be anything big but just something that you know reminds you hey there are good things going on let's let's try and be a bit more measured about our our outlook on things yeah absolutely it's the it's the warpedness where you fixate on one little thing and you know Obviously, we all have the particular passages or notes, individual notes in a piece that might be difficult for us and that we've practiced over and over and over and over again. And that's all that we can think of when we're doing the performance. <laughs> but when someone's listening to you fresh for the first time, they might they might not even know the piece, exactly. let alone know where the difficult bit is in yeah. your voice. Yeah. So they're, they're going to listen to it as a whole and they're all you will come away or all I come away thinking about is thinking about that one little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's, as you said, it's the perspective thing, isn't it? It's a big picture yep. thinking. 100%. And the moment you can get away from that warpedness. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just step back. Yeah. De- definitely. I found recently, like given some performances and um, I've really tried to reserve my judgment on the performance until I've had the time to see the video because I, for me, I very rarely come away from a performance and think I'm really happy with that. I just, because it's not in my nature. I'm always like, oh, that could have been better. That could have been better, blah, blah, blah. But then when I see the video, giving it a day or whatever, I'm like, oh, hey, actually not as horrific as I. (laughs) So positive. (laughs) (laughs) But it does, it really, really does help. And, you know, for me, I used to feel a little bit um, conceited asking somebody to record Mm. my performance. But actually for me, it's now quite an important part of it because it really informs how I feel 
about the whole experience because from what is happening up in my head, it's not a very realistic portrayal of, of what is being received on, on, the, on the audience's side. Yeah, the next distortion we'd like to talk about is um, how we, particularly us two, distort feedback that we get so wildly. Um, so, <laughs> you know, after a performance, both of us are really culpable of this. You know, someone will come up to us, a friend or someone, they'll be like, that was great. And I just look at them and I'm like, shut up, go away. It was terrible. <laughs> how can you even think that, you idiot? Do you not have ears? I'm Boo. like, oh, they thought it was terrible and they feel they have to say, well done. Oh my gosh. That's li- that's like, I'm like, oh, they're pitying me. No. Yes. Yeah. What is wrong with us? I know, I know, I know. Jeez. We're not <laughs> Yeah. No. Um, and also, not only is that unfair on ourselves, but it's also really unfair on the people who are supporting us and saying well done to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Because they may genuinely have enjoyed it. Yep. And for you to immediately be like, no, it was terrible. How could you think that? That's like putting them down almost. It's like, how 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 could you think that was good? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's it's rude in, it in a way. It is very yeah. rude. Yeah, but I, it's hard. It's hard to see it at the time as rude because you're like, in your head, you're like, oh, it was terrible. Like, I I know you're only saying it to be nice, and like, I I have to show you that I know it wasn't good enough. That that whole. The whole yes. interaction is, is wild. Negative. Like it, and it's, yeah, it's completely <laughs> unnecessary. If somebody's come and said, well done to you, you know, it's really important to learn to try and take the compliment. And I think for us, you know, in, in particular on this kind of topic, we, we, it is exhausting attempting to read everybody's subtext all the time. And it's like, you know, we need to learn and we are trying to learn to take things more just at the face value at which they are given. Mm-hmm. So, if someone gives you a compliment, take the compliment. My immediate thought when I like get a good thing and somebody congratulates me is like, oh, there mustn't have been anybody better. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they've given it to me. And, yeah. now, and now it's me and that's me. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it, you know, and it's like, come on, like take the congratulations, take that moment. And then in a different context, say you're being given feedback in a coaching session or with a teacher or whatever. I have to stop reading the subtext that's like, this coach doesn't think I'm good enough. This coach thinks I'm never going to make it in this industry. And that's why he's having to like say these things. It's like, look, just take, just Mm. take the comment. Just take the words as they were said to you with no potential third or fourth reading of it. Just be like, okay, that was what was said. Again, I think in a way, you know, we've talked about recording these little auditions and performances to look back even in these contexts it's sometimes quite helpful to record your coachings or whatever and be like okay you know he's not saying that i'm never gonna make it yeah he's just saying you know need to work on my like vowels fair enough you know it's it's not even wrong but yeah just trying to uh, stop kind of over analyzing yeah everything that's being said and also well i found it where in you know when you do an audition or competition or something and you're like got to get feedback from everyone got to know what everyone's thoughts are and you know they probably heard twenty five thousand billion singers in an hour so they don't remember really what you were like so they're like oh yeah yeah the the piece wasn't your fault you did something wrong you know your voice is too heavy for that or whatever And you come away from that and you're like, oh my God, he hated me. Uh, What was I thinking doing that? That was stupid. And it's about, you know, not warping that feedback, Mm -hmm. but stepping back from it and thinking, actually, I don't 100% agree with that. I sort of see the point 
they are making, but perhaps I should take that to the team that I trust, you know, yeah. my teacher that I trust, my coach that I trust, my friends that I trust, yep. you know, say that to them, be like, oh, this person's suggested that I could do this. What do you think? And yes. they might be like, hmm, interesting, or shut it down yeah. and be like, nah, disagree. They, they just said that in the moment because they had nothing else to say, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, rather than warping this feedback and making it like it's the end of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Because in this line of work, essentially, we time and time again are going to come up with people giving us their opinions. And at the end of the day, they are opinions. And, you know, a, a big kind of thing that I'm trying to live by is like, take what serves you, leave what doesn't. So if, if people give me feedback and I'm like, gosh, that seems like wild. Like somebody was like, oh, I think you're a high soprano once. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. And I just sat with it for a bit and I was like, gonna leave that alone. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's this thing of like, everyone can have their opinion. Everybody can say what they think. And it's up to me to, to filter out what I think is beneficial and take it with me. And I think you're absolutely right. Having that team, which we've talked about in the past, those people that know you the best, these are the people that you can sound these ideas out on. Like, oh, this person said blah. Also, it's really important actually in those contexts, trying not to warp already what's been said. Because often I'll go in and be like, they said I was the worst singer they've ever heard. And then my <laughs> teacher would be like, really? really? Those, are, like, those were his actual words. And I'm like, no. <laughs> No, not quite. Uh, you know, it's important to try and be as true to whatever the feedback was at the oh time, boy. which is really hard to do. I was like, they hated me. <laughs> I was like, they there was one the audition stage. and she just ate biscuits the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I told my teacher and she was like, she ate biscuits for the, the whole audition. Time. And I was like, no. Maybe one. Yeah. In the middle. <laughs> Still rude. And then our final little point here on this kind of distorted self-image is this kind of idea of a warped sense of self in terms of a social context and how that can lead to slightly unhealthy social behaviours. I think, again, you know, we're both coming at this from a really similar standpoint. Alex and I are so desperate to be perceived as, like, <laughs> fun, uh, funny people that, you know, we're going to quip at you and, like, make you laugh and we've got pep and energy and let's go, go, go. And, like, in many ways, they are big parts of ourselves. <sighs> they are, yeah, they're exhausting. Sorry, they're existing parts of ourselves. But, yes, they're also exhausting. And, like, it's not always the side of ourselves that we want to put forward, yet I think we feel... There is a pressure mm -hmm. to portray ourselves in this particular way. I certainly find, I don't know if you feel the same, that like I understand the precarious nature of the work that I do and I constantly fear for the fact that I may not be booked again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I want to come across as somebody that's really fun to work with and like really engaged and really, you know, here for it and I'm doing it and I love it. And It's not very helpful and it's not very healthy but that that worry that I'm not going to get booked again leads me to behave in this kind of wild character <laughs> and um you know you you come home from like a rehearsal or whatever and you're absolutely dead Whacked. and mm. I'm then reanalyzing the entire thing thinking like what did everybody think of me like was that E flat like not you know flat enough and now I, I you know he's probably going to kick me off the next gig and like this is it for me this is it for my career blah 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 uh, and it is it is it's outrageous it's so so intense and i yeah i think you you feel similarly about this. oh my god yeah <laughs> uh something something that i it's like 
it's like we sort of mentioned with performing, you know, you're inviting them in. You're not trying to like, you're not trying to foist it upon them. I, I want the director and the conductor to realize that like, I'm really willing and open and quick to pick up their ideas. Oh my God, so I I'm sort of same. like, I sort of like act that even more. I'm like, yeah, huh, uh-huh, yeah, okay, I'll try that now. <laughs> and then by be, by making myself so willing and showing that I'm so willing, I'm not actually picking up anything <laughs> or listening at all. <laughs> like, do you understand how committed I am to this yeah, process? Can you can see, you see my it? eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's all like furiously scribbling down stage action because I'm like, I hope you can see that I've noted it all down. I've I've learned it all already. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God, we're the same. Oh, my God, why would anybody hire us? I know. Terrible. Watch out. So uh, how do you deal with that? I want to, I want to tell us how you deal with your unhealthy social behavior. Yeah, I deal with it really well. Oh. I don't know, yeah. Uh, it's hard, but yeah. it's so... I just need to worry less about what others think of me. Wow. Yeah. How do we do that? I just don't know. It's the big one. It's actually a big one that roots lots of these things, anxiety, etc. Um, and I think what really gets me is when you see a singer that is just so almost uh, obliviously just confident. Mm-hmm. You know, they just have no, they don't care what other people think. And there's such a, and there's an assurance. There is a self-assurance there that they're just like, well, this is me and this is what I do and this is how I do it. And, you know, I back myself. Whereas, you know, we're like, oh, I want you to know. I really want you to know that I'm fully committed to this process and I'm really here to be part of it, blah, 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 blah. And, um, yeah, just just trying to care less of what other people think. But that is that is... Impossible. That's a lifelong task there, people. It really is. <laughs> so do you have any other kind of like maybe like small things that you do that kind of help you get into a more level headspace perhaps? I think, uh, well, I got better at maybe noticing within a social scenario, whether that be a dinner Mm. or like a party or or in a rehearsal space. Uh I've got used to just making sure I have the time, like to go to the toilet, maybe, oops, (laughs) Uh, just to breathe. Yeah. Just to be like, yeah stop acting uh just like relax yeah um which helps yeah definitely and taking the time before as well just to mentally prepare myself to see someone (laughs) yeah i totally hear you i think like i've tried to kind of consider it you know whether it be a rehearsal or like going to a pub after a concert whatever like before i go i'll be like okay this is you know this and what we're not gonna do is have seven pints (laughs) and become a mess we're just gonna you know take it easy and you're not gonna try and be the person that you think everybody wants you to be just and it's it's self-preservation in a way because you understand how incredibly exhausting it is to try and be this like blah, 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 blah. and then you get home and you feel terrible and then the next day you, your body it's is essentially recharging well. yeah i always feel embarrassed what? i'm not always sorry sorry wow. everyone <laughs> <laughs> but i think alongside like taking that deep breath, trying to think less about what other people think of you. It's also important to kind of consider like, people aren't thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And that's actually quite a hard thing to, to to recognize because obviously you're dealing with your own demons and those demons feel big and rightly so. But, but in a social context, we're all thinking about ourselves. So people aren't really thinking about 
your behavior and you know are you off because that's what I, I used to be worried that people would think I was off if I wasn't like having Life a great himself, time and yeah. keeping it chatty and really kind of you know fueling the conversation people would be like what's wrong with Helen mm. but they don't care no. they're thinking like what you know how am I doing or like where's my next drink or like what am I doing tomorrow or I don't know when do I need to get a waitress whatever, whatever. Oh, waitress. Yeah. but just you know a reminder in that we're worried about what other people think of us, but 99% of the time, people are just thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, thinking about what it is that you need in that context. You know, if in that rehearsal, you just need to be kind of focused on your A-game and then you want to go home for your dinner, that is, that's fine. And and nobody is going to penalize you for that at all. And I think for me, the big worry, it was certainly for a while, it was like, if I don't socialize with the people that I'm singing with, Will I be booked in the future? And I've tried to tell myself, like, if that were a reason for me not to be booked in the future, then I don't really want to work with an organization that works in that way. Agreed. So, so trying to just, you know, think about, I don't want to socialize with the group afterwards because I need to go home and do a little bit of self-care and self-maintenance. That is more important than being seen to be there and, oh my God, she's so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And it's, and it's just kind of, shifting that mindset and and I'm, I'm definitely actually being out here it's much easier because I think everybody here is big on their self-preservation mm. and so when you're around a lot of people that feel similarly you're, you're like oh it's not unreasonable of me to want to just go home and take care of myself because actually everybody here is doing that so just a reminder that you know not everybody behaves in this way that you think you're supposed to be so yeah just you know trying to well, yeah, try, trying to incorporate those thoughts, I think, into what is a slightly warped understanding of, of what we know of our social behaviours. Well, and then things become more enjoyable as well. So yeah. rather than, like, forcing yourself to be... to Rather than forcing yourself to enjoy a certain social situation, you just allow yourself to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. Which is much more relaxing. Yeah. And you're not, yeah, you're not destroying yourself in the process. Yeah. The next day you can function as a normal person. Exactly, exactly. That is it for our Mental Health Week series. Thanks so much for listening to this week of short episodes that we've made. Thanks also to our very special guests, Helen Lacey and Quentin Beer. Woo -woo. Thanks for joining us, guys. Also, just before we go, another big shout out to two major organizations that can help you if you are struggling with your mental health. That is Help Musicians in particular. They have a kind of subset of their organization called Music Minds Matter, which really does deal with so many issues that we as musicians face in terms of our mental health and our career. We'll put links to all of these pages in the episode description and also up on our website a big shout out as well once again to the british association of performing arts medicine mm. please do get in touch now more than ever you know we need to share these mental health things that we talk about together we're in this together remember so yeah get in touch via our website which is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com we have our email address of course which is wheresmyfreakingdressingroom at gmail.com a final reminder we're on twitter at dressingroompo1 we're on instagram at dressingroompod and we're on facebook forward slash dressingroompod goodbye Bye.